got my gown, I ain't go to play. I'd rather die before I come in last. What it do and welcome back. We've got yet another episode for you all after our short hiatus. This is season two, episode seven. This week, when in case you missed it, we talk Kanye's recent Instagram rants, the baby's bowling brawl, new music releases, as well as the brand new trailer for Nope and a recap on Euphoria so far. For our primetime topic, we discuss the intricacies of the prison system and mass incarceration. Our encore topic, we have a lighthearted conversation about the different things people bring to prison. For our game, we bring back a classic slapper trash. And finally, we ended off with our last call, where we speak about what we would go to prison for if it came down to it. We hope you all enjoy. This is the experience. What's good, bro? Oh, you know, we're both in our blue. Go Rams. Go Matt Stafford. Oh, yeah. Matty Staff. Oh, yeah. Today is the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, y'all, we have to switch our whole recording schedule because my job switched my schedule without fucking letting me know. And so now all the stuff that you will hear will be kind of a week late, but just a tap it. Well, we'll recap some They'll of the stuff fine. that happened. But They'll like, be good. They'll be good. They'll yeah, be fine. Yes. Hey, you can't help that your job is over here trying to keep you longer than you want to. Here's the thing. You know? The schedule is nice because it's like 12 to 9. So, look, I work in a contact center, right, for a bank. And 12 to 9 is nice because I get to sleep in. And then niggas are not calling the bank after 5 because they think it's closed. We open till mm. nine, but the niggas think it's closed. So, mm. you know, the, it's nice in that aspect. Pero I just wish that, like, because now, like, by the time I get off work, everybody in the Midwest and the East Coast are asleep because it's midnight. And so I really have to, like, call people in the morning now, which I really don't like doing. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to deal with it. Say, there's got to be some times where they do call after. Um, that's yeah. six time and then it kind of it must irritate you because you already kind of go through your day like I'm not gonna really get any calls after five. Then when you do, it kind of it's like when niggas come right before you about to close, like at you close at eleven, niggas and you're like uh... and they ask for like a whole fucking thing or whatever wherever you work at, they ask for whatever you got or all of what you got. No, yeah, that like you get <laughs> yeah, two fun. calls every 30 minutes, but like it is like that, especially like when I'm about to go on my lunch break, I'll get a call and they'll want me to do so many fucking things. And I'm like, oh my God, fuck you. But yeah, no, that's ass. But hey, maybe with this new schedule, you'd be having free time, more free time. Well, I see you. Yeah. You'd be yeah, using I your free time wisely. To... <laughs> yeah. I can talk yeah. to, um, my managers now or well, ma- manager i can talk about my manager and my agent now easily because they're usually available in the morning mm. but yeah that's all good yeah. it's all good in the hood we good we cool oh yeah. yeah well the reason i say you use your free time wisely is because i see niggas was turning up yesterday i don't know how many niggas that listen that have jay uh jay's instagram or you know it wasn't just, on the know, instagram though it was on the fence though i'm not why don't oh, we bring us in? Oh, we'll bring us in real quick, and then we'll we'll talk about it. <laughs> oh man, okay, <laughs> all right. Greetings, welcome, and salutations. We are the experience. I go by the name of D. Allen. I'm co-hosted with Jay Gooden, the one and only. Welcome back, y'all. <laughs> yep, and this is season two, episode seven. Let's get wow. started. 
Oh, yeah. the season's no. almost over. No, I'm just kidding. Mm, yeah, second <laughs> half. Yeah, so, oh yeah, we we did let let everyone know on our Instagram and Twitter on our, all our socials that we you know we we didn't have an episode next week. I mean last week, but you know now mm-hmm. we're back and we're yeah. ready to deliver. Yeah, oh, yeah. Fucking now, but back to what I was asking you. Don't try to die. Don't try to see, see this. Wait, let me to, say this one to... more time. Let me say this real quick. Hopefully, they don't change my schedule again, so we don't have to take any more breaks. But I don't foresee that happening. Not but okay, probably not within the season. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah I'm so... asking. I'm asking you, how, <laughs> like, what'd you do? How was your How was your night? How was your last night? Your Your Friday night or well, Saturday night? Yeah. So Saturday mm-hmm. night, one of my friends. Um, her name is Shatney. She's going to be on the podcast eventually. Um, but she had a birthday party. It was on a boat and it was really lit. There was this girl that was twerking upside down in the air and it splits while upside down. And I'm just like, what? Wow. I didn't know mm. that was possible. She defied gravity on the boat because the boat was moving too. So I'm like, how are you doing this? But oh, that's you know, she must that have sounds, been a like, sounds like my kind of party. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we might post it on the Instagram, <laughs> the video. Yeah, we'll this nigga said the best. I was like, oh, yeah, I do have you on like a lot of social medias. I'll be like, it can kind of conflate it. So sorry if I blew up a spot or anything, but, you know, hey, it was it was it looked like it was a fun experience. And, you know, yeah, here's the thing. I'm not a, afraid to admit it. I have a fence, though, but you just you bitches that have the access will have the access. And if you don't, <laughs> then you don't. Everybody, it is what got, it is. everybody got a fence to know, I think. Or most people, not everybody, but most people who at least use Instagram like enough for sure have like either contemplated it or already have a Finsta, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But it's so secretive. So fuck it. Yeah. I, but yeah, I, you know, I've kind of been like taking a break too from like posting on my real Instagram just because like, I don't know, that one is more so for... I don't know. I want to say my brand and like, I like to still post, but it's like, I haven't been like feeling like the brand of Jay Gooden. And so I haven't been posting and like, I have stuff in the works too. So like when stuff is ready, that's when I will post when the experience is out, that's when I will post on there. But I don't know, like my personal and like how I'm feeling day to day and just like my random shit, I'm kind of trying to move that more toward my finsta and like have that like elite group of people have the access to that information so yeah i like that elite group of people and the people in your close circle absolutely yeah no i feel and yeah i had to go hard this weekend because i have an announcement y'all i Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i if you know me, if you've like watched any of the media that I've put forth, the podcast, the my YouTube videos, any of that, you know that one of my biggest insecurities is my skin. I've had, you know, I've I've had up really high highs and really low lows with my skin as far as acne and everything. And let me preface it with acne because I n- realized that I said my skin. I love my beautiful black melanin, not that part, just the mm-hmm. acne part. Yeah, yeah, don't and get it twisted. So, yeah, love being black. But yeah, like I've tried so many things over the years and um nothing like some things worked and they would work for a minute and some things wouldn't, but like I've never like gone to a dermatologist, like an actual doctor who like studies the shit and can tell you like for your specific skin, this is what we need to do. 
And so I went to the dermatologist recently and we were going over the things and he, you know, came to the conclusion that like topical is going to treat it, but it's not really going to cure you. It's not really going to like make your skin like it's not going to cure the acne. And so he was like, there's two routes you can do. You can do antibiotics, which will, you know, last a little longer. It still could help, but it'll last a little longer. Or you can use this um, medicine called Accutane, which is more definitive. But with Accutane, I can't, there's a few side effects. I won't get into it. It's nothing crazy because I wouldn't have agreed to the Accutane if it was too crazy. But yeah, right. he's, there's Accutane. He's like, well, because of that, it's like, it's really serious. You, you, you would be on it for six months and you have to check in with us every month, which, you know, I don't mind because, you know, I would like to build a routine of going to see a dermatologist monthly too. But yeah, you would do that. And he's like, you can't drink heavy liquor for six months and i'm like mm. he was like a glass of wine here and there is fine but you know um you can't really be doing that because the medicine is going to go through your liver we don't want that to react with liquor because that gets filtered through your liver too so mm-hmm. we don't want any of that and he's like if you're pregnant you don't want to take it i'm like well i'm a boy i can't get pregnant but thanks for letting me know doc yeah, but <laughs> Right. But yeah, so yeah, so that's going to be my journey for mm-hmm. the next six months. I will say, though, he did not say that I could not get blow. So, oh, yeah. yeah, I was oh, yeah. not going to lie. Oh, I yeah. drank a lot because, you know, I could not I'm not going to be able to drink for six months. But I also got blow last night, too, just to like ease in and see okay. how it would be. And to be honest, I enjoyed being blowed more than I enjoyed being drunk. So mm, you, yo, yeah. you sound like a, a stoner in training, a crub boy in training. Hey man, which I'm kind of scared a, of because if I actually do like become that, then like that's probably will going to be six months. Well, you could just not do anything for six months. You don't have to do any. Yeah, that's also true. That's period. also true. Right. And it's not, and it's not like I drink every fucking day. Like you know, it's more of like a social thing too for me to drink. Mm-hmm. So you know, it'll be fine. It'll be okay. And like he said, a glass of wine here and there is not going to hurt. So, you know, I'll definitely be having my wine nights. But, yeah, I just wanted to share that with y'all just because, like, I know that, like, other people might, you know, struggle with their acne and, like, have different insecurities. And I thought, like, let me just, like, come forward and, like, share what I'm going through because maybe it can help somebody else. And, yeah, I would definitely recommend um, going to see a dermatologist because, you know, they're literally a skin and hair doctor. They can tell you what specifically you need to do because I know a lot of people that use topical stuff and it treats it, but it's like, that's not like getting to the, the root of like what's going on with your skin. So yeah. Right. No, yeah, no, hundred percent agree. Especially with the, me personally, like I definitely feel you because like I might not have as much acne, but like I have eczema which is like you know, mm. skin condition already for like super dry skin. And I've been to dermatologists a lot when I was a kid, but I've kind of slacked off uh, recently, mm. probably like within the last few years, um, just, you know, busy, but also just me not, you know, taking that, ta- t- paying that much attention to like something as important as my skin. So yeah, the yeah. fact that you are on medication that you're doing this and it's going to be a, a wild one for you especially you know my birthday's coming up and your birthday will be within this six month time frame oh so. my fucking god uh oh so, yes yeah, it's, it's, it's gonna be something but hey i know you can do it and getting high is fun trust me coming from a nigga that gets high a lot you know yeah. that shit is fun you can tell from how i be acting about it <laughs> and i'll but, probably just get drinks but like the version 
the virgin kind so I can like feel included. Oh, well, okay. That's yeah. pussy. But okay, whatever. No, because I'm still going to be posting like when people do the cheers, like no, with the no. shot glass, oh. mine's going to have water in it because fuck that. Like y'all not about to leave me out, especially on my birthday, on your birthday. No, no, no. I feel it. Oh, I also wanted do to tell you, you, I did not. I didn't know about your eczema. I also, so I've been like developing like a dry patch on my arm and I found out I also have eczema. So um, Mm -hmm. they gave me some cream to treat that. And it's been working like really well, like already, like it hasn't itched or anything. I use it two times a day. He said for this area, like the area that I have, it, he said is really common. And so he Mm -hmm. said, if I use that cream that they um, prescribed to me for two weeks, it'll go right away. So yeah. Yeah. You got to be consistent go with to it. Go to dermatologist, people. Yeah, that's important. Go to all your doctors. Go to your doc. Go go get a physical. Yeah. Go to the yeah. dentist. A lot of you motherfuckers probably ain't been to the dentist in the last fucking six <laughs> years. Let's be honest. Six, so oh yeah, my goodness. goodness. Uh, uh, hey, bro, it's some crazy shit out here, bro. But go to the dentist. Go to the doctor. Go to the dermatologist. Go do everything you need to do. Okay. Um, it's yeah, maintenance. Fucking maintenance. Do the shit. Yeah. Well, all right. Let's go ahead and get started. In case you missed it, um, I know Darren said he wasn't going to talk about Kanye until this documentary, but I'm forcing him. Blame me. I'm forcing him to talk about Kanye because I know y'all have been seeing this fucking foolishness going on on Instagram. And I just feel like this is very embarrassing. I feel like he here's what I'll give Kanye. Here's what I'll give him. I know he really wants his family back. That is understandable. I definitely understand that and get that. But this is not the way to do it. You're making yourself. I feel like he's making himself look even worse. He The latest that he's been doing is, I guess, like bullying Pete Davidson on Instagram. He calls him Skeet. Now, I'm not going to lie. That is kind of funny. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like Skeet. Like, uh, <laughs> but yeah, just like doing that, posting text messages. Um, first, the first thing was with North on um, on TikTok. Uh, uh, TikTok, and I I get that, I understand that that was valid. However, I still feel like it should not that that's some shit that we as the public should not have known about. That should have been a private conversation with, I guess Kim said between y'all and the attorney. That should have been that. So, I <laughs> I don't know what to say. I just feel like this is. Um, like he just needs to chill, bro. Like you, I understand he's a very passionate person, but like sometimes you end up shooting yourself in the foot. And I feel like that's what he's doing, especially with Donda two about to come out. Like, how do you even have time to do this? Like mm-hmm. you gotta get your, get your head in the game. My nigga. Oh, Cause like you need to be focused. Are these songs mastered? Right. How are the levels on this song? How is the rollout happening for this? Like, why are you on Instagram? What are you doing? How do you feel, man? That because that's your man's. That's not my man's. That's your man's. So. Mm, uh, I've said already many times on and off air. I am sick of talking about Kanye West unless it has to do with music <laughs> or his documentary that's coming out very soon. Now, since we have to talk about it because we do a fucking podcast, um, <laughs> I have to say that I. Being a, a longtime fan of Kanye, I've defended a lot. Ever since I was a young, young kid, I defended a lot of his antics. Because ever since he kind of kind of came into the game, he's been sort of polarizing. But you know, as time goes on, and you know, more things happen, there's still a lot of things I can definitely debate about. 
and I think recently, and like I said already on the podcast, I don't have a real basis to to understand this because I don't have children. But in a situation like this, just based off common sense, how you know how people should act towards one another, I just don't care much about this situation already. But the fact that it's in the public's face um, is kind of is definitely in our face because like Kanye is already posting erratically often um and it's and if you you don't even have to follow him and you'll know like if you follow the shade room if you just get on twitter you get on instagram you're gonna see what Kanye is talking about because he yeah. kind of dominates uh the space like this the, the uh the uh, social space or the um internet space that is like these these social media sites so you're gonna know what Kanye is like talking about and this is a very very sensitive very personal very like private situation that should not be like in front of us for the public to judge and mm-hmm. and i think kanye is exacerbating this so much that he wants people he wants the public on his side but at the same time like this is like counterproductive to that because like we we already kanye is already not the most liked person anyway but and nowadays um and him doing this towards someone else and pete i guess is more likable than kanye even though I've already said my opinions on P.D. Davidson. I love but you, Pete Davidson. Kanye is doing, he's just hes just doing a lot right now. He's just doing more than we need to know or we should even care about. And yeah, like I, I just think that him antagonizing Pete isn't going to get his family back. And that's his main like argument. That's his main thing of this whole situation. He just wants his family back. And I can, like you said, I can understand that like you want your family back like family is important but going about it this way isn't going to bring them back it's just making kim like more and more likely to get that restraining order she's probably already got drafted up yeah like i'm so telling like, you she's waiting for one deranged act of violence and it's over it's over like yeah. i don't know i don't really like kanye i'm not gonna like be fake or anything i respect the craft i don't like him as a person but if i Mm -hmm. could give one act of advice just chill out bro just chill have conversations with people we don't need to know everything i think he's doing this for us which he does not have to because every time he's post he's posting he's like i'm trying to control the narrative you guys aren't gonna make me look like who fucking cares what you look like? Fight for your family and do it the right way. Yeah, and also, too, I wanted to. Yeah. And also, though, but it's not just about the family thing, though. It's like other shit, too. So he came for Billie Eilish the other day. He also came on for. On Travis' behalf. Yeah. On Travis' behalf. Yeah. And I, I know that Billie was. Shady. She was shady. I'm not gonna lie. That was shady. But he's like, I'm not performing at Coachella. Um, if she doesn't publicly apologize to me or apologize to Travis, and I'm like, you're stopping your own bag for what reason? Billy's not about to apologize to you. Like, what the fuck are you doing? And then also, the recently this morning, him and Kid Cudi have gotten into it because I guess Kid Cudi is friends with um with pete davidson and kanye asked kid cuddy to like talk to pete or something like that and kid cuddy was like what anybody would do this is what i would do i would do exactly what kid cuddy did i've been it kid cuddy was like 
My name is Bennett and I'm not in it. That's between y'all. I'm not finna get wrapped up into y'all's mess. And so now he's like, well, now you're off the album and because you don't want to pick a side. And I think that's so fucking stupid. Don't give your friends mm-hmm. ultimatums of picking sides and basing their loyalty off of their loyalty to somebody else because that's toxic. That's controlling. And we don't fuck that shit. I thought that was really corny. I thought that was whack. Me and Darren had a conversation about it this morning. But yeah, we do. Yeah, like I just I don't know what's going on, and I really just like I more than anything, I just hope he's okay because this is not good. You know he's not okay right now. He's spazzing out. He's making a scene right now. He's like, making a public proclamation that he wants his family back, and he'll do it any means necessary. He doesn't care. He doesn't care about Pete Davidson. He's mad at everybody who's associated with Pete Davidson. That's associated with him. That's why he's lashing out yeah. on Cuddy. Travis, like she, you know, Travis part of his camp. Him and him, Travis and Ye are very close. So Billy making a shady comment is gonna set him on the edge. Blah blah blah. He's just doing a lot. Um, like I hate to tell you know, Kanye. I hate to tell Kanye. I don't really care for these shoes that you're wearing because he'd be like, "Oh my goodness, he hates my shoes." Can you believe yeah. this narrative? And y'all gonna call me crazy because I'm standing up and speaking up? Like, dog, come on. Yeah, come on. No, the narrative thing is too much of a spin on his part. It's some truth to it when it comes to the publicist games that's going on with Kanye and Kim. There's a deeper, deeper game going on for sure, but um, he's definitely spinning it in his own way. But that's the type of thing yeah. that Kanye does. That's why I've I've gotten to the point where, you know, I don't really care anymore about this because I shouldn't. I can't, I, I shouldn't care because like you can't even issue. defend it anymore. You can't defend yeah, no, it. It's, it's indefensible a lot of the times. But yeah. Oh, but one thing I do have a little bit of a nuance on about you know um when you say you see you call it giving your friends ultimatums. In my head, I'm like, hey, if if you're like really really cool now, if you were cool with them beforehand, then that's a whole another thing, and that's probably the yeah. situation with with Pete and. Kid Cudi, that's but, exactly the situation but i'm saying but in situations where like it hasn't been the case you kind of do need to it especially it, it is very case-by-case basis if you do have an issue yeah. with like a significant other that you know that, that a, a previous significant other and your friend is still involved or still good friends with that significant other um you can kind of have a feeling or feel a type of way where you just don't yeah. want to be you don't want them to associate with somebody that did you a type of way or like y'all have a very negative relationship with and I yeah, can see where that comes from, but it doesn't need to be our business. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I definitely agree with you. It does. It is a case by case basis. Um, but I'm saying in this specific situation, this is me. And I told Darren this too this morning. If I have two good friends that I've known very well and y'all are like choose because y'all got into some shit that don't got nothing to do with me. Y'all can choose hell and I'm going to get the fuck on because what y'all not about to do is tell me as a grown man who I'm allowed to be friends with. Are you fucking kidding me? Y'all can go fuck yeah. yourselves, both of you. So, yeah. yeah. And that's why it's very, it's very case by case. It's very sensitive. It depends on what it is. And yeah, yeah hey, man, it really I'm, depends. I'm, I'm very sick of talking about Kanye. Like I said, I guess that this is a restart of the clock. I'm not talking about Kanye until that documentary comes out. And I think it actually comes out in fucking three days. But, you know, hey, maybe you will hear me talk about Kanye next episode. But, hey, I didn't want to talk about him now, but I'm praying for every party involved. So I'm Same. Saying. All right. What's yeah, next? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-uh. In case you missed it, which one you want to go next? You want to you wanna kind of get you for out there? Let's do the pussy. You want to do the get baby. The okay. Out the way. Oh, my God. We'll <laughs> do the baby. Oh, okay. So, let's see the baby. Oh, my 
the baby, the baby, the baby. We haven't talked about the baby since season one. That's how you know this nigga has fell completely out of the conversation. Um, <laughs> the baby, he has to know like is like no one is is really Lights on his side. Cares for him. Well, now no, when I when I say when I say no one, I don't mean no one. He does still have a fan base. He does still have family and friends and blah blah. blah. He still has security. He definitely has security. Um, and you know, he has people, you know, on his side, but I'm saying in the general public consensus, you know, the public opinion has definitely swayed far left for the baby. And it's, it's to the point where it's like, bro, like every time he does something, he, ex- he just makes it worse. He makes his case worse. Like it just shows like, yeah, this is why I don't fuck with you. You know, when you know, when you don't fuck with somebody and then they just do, they keep doing shit that reaffirms why you don't fuck with them. And you like, okay, like. Every time you do something, it's making me not fuck with you even more. Yeah. Um, and this was a situation that, you know, happened recently. If if people that don't know, listeners that don't know, the baby had a girlfriend by the name of Danny Lay, which is another um semi known artist. Artist. Yeah. She's just an artist, semi known. She had that song with Chris Brown Easy that people liked. Um, but most of, mostly she's just a light skinned woman on Instagram. Um, but the baby um, impregnated her. They have a kid together, so that's his baby mama, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not wrong, am I? Okay, uh, I don't know if it was just you know a flu- it was just some girl, um, but yeah, his baby mama. And he kind of last year he kind of went on a little. Him and his baby mama kind of got into it about a lot of things about the baby not being shit, him cheating. It's just a lot of shit that, you know, a lot of shit that you shouldn't do if you have a mother, like your mo- you shouldn't do to the mother of your child. But yeah. he does it. Um, and um, his, uh, Danny Lay's brother got involved after they broke, after the baby and Danny Lay broke up. And they kind of mm-hmm. got into a little squabble back and forth. And this is last year, mind you. And I think Danny Lay's brother said it's on site. I'm, I'm sorry. I do not know this nigga's name. So I'm just going to keep saying Danny Lay's brother. Um, Danny Lay's brother. I don't know his Danny name either, so. at all. But um, yeah. he was he was he was known. He was saying the baby he was telling the baby's on site next time I see you. And yeah, that just, you know, when people say it's on site, it's on site. You just kind of keep that. And, you know, fast forward to now, it was on site on site. So, and they were, <laughs> at a, they were like at a bowling party. Right. And it's a video yeah. that's going around. It's pretty. It's, it went pretty viral. It's pretty funny too uh, of them fighting on in the bowling um, lanes, in the and the actual lanes, and and a lot of people didn't know how slippery those bowling lanes are. You know, there's a reason why yeah. we have sh- different shoes, right? Shoes yeah. at the bowling. Who was alley, winning? Right? Um, I couldn't tell in the video who was winning. So Danny Lay's brother got jumped. He got jumped by the baby and his security. Mostly his security. The baby was kind of in the back, but that's kind of what. You're a bitch. Hold on, let me say yeah. this really quick. You're a fucking whole ass bitch. I'm going to say, because look, how are you fighting? Like if, if I'm fighting, I'm fighting you, not my security. That's some weak ass shit. Like, like if you're going to fight. That happens all the time. A lot of these rappers get into entourage battles. They don't get into actual squabbles. A lot of these rappers. He doesn't have have an entourage. Danny Lay's brother don't have an entourage. How is that fair? How is that fair? He don't, but but that's that's the one thing that is kind of iffy for me because if you're the one that's gonna say it's on site, he the baby didn't say it was on site. Danny Lay's brother said it was on site. If you're gonna say it's on site, you need to have your guard up twenty four seven. It don't matter if it's a group of niggas coming to you. You should have already pre- 
like known that. You should have already predicted that 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 could have happened. And if you talking about it's on site, if you see the nigga, you just got to be as prepared as possible. You holding your guard down, saying it's on site. You getting your ass whooped. Obviously, it's still pussy. It's still pussy shit. It's still pussy shit on the baby part. I don't think it's cool. But Danny Lay's brother, if you are gonna say that. I, I I need you to like at least be on top of something. I need you to be like, hey, I, I can I can stick one of these niggas because I've already figured that three or four of these niggas was gonna come up to me. And them niggas still going back and forth now, but that was just some bullshit that niggas had to mention. It was a funny video, especially <laughs> niggas put like uh, Scooby Doo music or clown music over that shit because the way they were <laughs> slipping on those bowling lanes was fucking hilarious, bro. Like just imagine just niggas trying to fight on a fucking on ice. Just all ice, and then niggas is over here slipping and sliding and trying to fight and shit like that. <laughs> and oh, then man. what's crazy is like <laughs> it sparked a whole like thing on Twitter. People are like, "Oh, like if I'm in the bowling alley and I'm fighting you, how would I not grab a bowling ball and throw it at your ass?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah." But that's like that's like oh. That can probably get you some more time. Yeah. If you was going, if you was going like actually, if you was going to get sentenced for that, that's going to fucking fuck you up. Yeah. A fact. Uh, but that's really all I have. Don't fight me on the baseball court and expect me not to swing the bat at your ass. Like what the fuck? Oh, okay. Fuck that. <laughs> see, you're good. See, you take it too far. There you go. See, you take it away too far. Niggas over here trying to fucking kill somebody. You got somebody with look. a baseball bat. Don't, don't mind me. I have built-in aggression as an Aries, so don't mind. Take what I say with a grain of salt sometimes when it comes Y'all to... Y'all hear that? He wanted them niggas to say that yeah. he gonna blame his Zodiac for his anger issues. Tell I that mean, nigga, that's where that, you know? Yeah. I think therapy yeah. will actually help you a little bit better than... I think you should suck my dick. I'm okay. No. No. <laughs> uh, okay. Next, next, in case you missed it, what, what you got? All right. In case you missed it, so many new music projects dropped. I think I agree with Darren. This is the year of music. I'm waiting patiently. But so many people dropped. Mary dropped. uh, Juicy J and Wiz Khalifa dropped. Mm -hmm. Um, Dr. Dre dropped. Snoop is about to drop. Who else dropped? Man, it's a lot of people that drop, man. Um, Nicki Minaj, Nicki like Minaj dropped two songs since we've been here. I think oh we have a problem in Boston with Lil Baby. Nicki Minaj uh, drops were fucking amazing. They're oh, great. my God. This is a great and like This is like a new song. This is a new um, side sound. of Nicki that I've never like really heard from her. This is a new sound for her. And I, she, I'm fuck, she's floating with this shit. I love it. Mm. Um, oh, no, yeah. Fact. Jasmine um, Sullivan dropped Deluxe for Hotels. It's called Hotels, 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 Motels. Motels. Yeah, that yes. is a hit, bro. Yes, Jasmine I love Sullivan it. is a goddess. She knows how to fucking make good-ass music, bro. Wait, C-Note dropped? Oh, yeah, C-Note of course. Yeah, yeah, last episode, he did announce that he was going to drop uh, his, his next EP. He did just drop on Friday. It's called Things My Heart Can't Remember. He dropped... Deep, um, deep, my favorite deep. song on there personally is Heartbreak Hotel. I love that song. Mm-hmm. Um, baby Girl. Baby Girl is another good one. I feel like that's a fan favorite because when you go on the EP on Apple Music, at least they have like a star by it. And I feel like they put the star by the one that's like listened yeah. to the most. So, yeah. 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 Um, all right. Uh, on some rap shit, because I know uh, Jay, it's some real, real rap shit. This nigga over here. Um, 
YG dropped a single called Scare Money with J. Cole and Moneybag Yo. Um, it was decent. Um he could look he, he could have done a, they could have done a little bit better, but it was okay. Uh Yo Gotti <laughs> he dropped an album, a two parter album, side A, side B. Um it's called Free Game and Side A is free, side B is game. Uh it's a really good album. Um Gotti, Gotti, man, I fuck with Gotti. I've always fucked with Gotti, and I'm glad that he's like kind of in his he's now in a in a par- position in his career where he's really just rapping about like you know, all the shit that he's done and all the money he's making and all the business dealings in his camp and stuff like that. The shit that he's building is good. Um, yeah. Pusha T is coming back. He just dropped a single called Diet Coke. I'm a big fan. I of heard Pusha that. T. I loved it. Oh, great, loved great it. beat. Great, great song. Kanye's in the video just doing Kanye shit, not even on, a, don't even have a verse. Um, uh, and Fabio Ford just dropped City of Gods, which is a song with oh, yeah. Kanye and Alicia Keys. I really like that song. I think it's really, really good. Um, Future so dropped the- a single, Worst Day. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Those are all the drops so far. Where we're, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, anticipa- yeah. The anticipated drops we're looking for this year are Kendrick, uh, Beyonce. Nah. Beyonce is coming. I don't care what you guys say. I know I say it every year, but she's nah. coming this year. Um, she has to at this point. She's overdue for an album. It's been six we'll years. We'll see. We'll see. Um, who else are we anticipating? Uh, Snoop's album. Yep, yep, um, yep, yep, yep. I think he's at, he either drop. He must. He either he's gonna drop it today or he already dropped it today. I don't know. Yeah, have to go check. But yeah. yeah, Eminem might have a project, but it's okay. He can. Keep it. Niggas don't care that much, dude. <laughs> like it's like so anymore. <laughs> no, I love the I love the old Eminem, but the new stuff is like, I don't know. I feel like he couldn't Rappity do rap. now what he did back then because he would get canceled. <laughs> he would. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Eminem has just been kind of corny for a minute, but hey, he's performing at the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, oh wait, we're anticipating. Yeah. Um. Ja- Sorry, I don't know why I just connected two white people, but Jack is dropping. Jack Harlow. Jack Harlow. Yeah, yeah. He's oh, yeah. he does have a single dropping next week. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. He's been he's been dropping good music consistently since he's been kind of famous now or like in the mainstream now. So it's it's gonna be interesting to see how he's gonna lead with this next this sophomore album. Cause you know sophomore slump, you saw what they did to Roddy. That nigga cut off his social media after dropping a snippet. It's getting bad for Roddy, bro. First He'll the album, and, uh, hey, we'll He'll see. Back, we'll see. I, I believe so. I think he's good enough to come back for sure. But you well, know, like, music. If Janet, music. If Janet Jackson. Well, they're not. This is two different people. But <laughs> Janet <laughs> Jackson could have people. two flops and then become Janet Jackson. Then, but she was but also Janet Jackson. Jackson. Proceeded to have like eight bangers. <laughs> I think all of her albums were number ones after uh, Control, and then the Super Bowl happened, and then yeah. Yeah. yeah, fuck people. Free the nipple. Free the motherfucking nipple. All right. No, no, it's gonna be some gonna be a good time for oh. music, bro. Yeah, yeah. All right, what yeah. we got next? Uh oh, trailer. Nope, trailer. Boom, that just came out today, <laughs> and it's one of the movies we've been anticipating. Nope, I know a good amount of my people that I know and people that uh big fans of Jordan Peele. He's he's uh he's kind he's kind of two for two with uh with Get Out and and us. Um, I know a lot of people don't really fuck with us as much as Get Out. Um, maybe because the plot was kind of ridiculous, but I think I think stylistically it was it was very very well well done. Um, very well yeah. acted. 
The uh, acting was phenomenal. phenomenal. Shout out I think to both Peter. I like both movies. I like both movies for different reasons. Um, I probably would say Get Out's a little bit better than us, but uh, like I said, Jordan Peele's been in the cultural conversation ever since he started to be a director. You know, he used to be a comedian on the Key and Peele show. I used to fuck with that show a lot when I was younger, and then to see I him kind of, yeah, just to see him kind of like like stretch his directing chops and see how talented he is as a director, as a as a horror writer. Um, he's also doing Twilight. I think he executive produces Twilight Zone. I think he also executive produced Lovecraft Country. So he loves the horror genre. And I think he mentioned that the horror genre and comedy kind of go hand in hand. Like you really <laughs> you don't realize like how funny like a lot of horror movies be and how scary a lot of comedies can be. Um and it was just interesting to think about. But yeah, Nope is his third installment, third movie starring Daniel Kaluuya, Kiki Palmer, and Stephen Ewan. Um the trailer just dropped today and it was uh, man. Hey, he one thing the marketing department knows whoever he hires to make helps him make his trailers for his movies know how to craft a good little trailer, man. And this is I, this I have an unpopular opinion. Go ahead. I didn't like it. I'm sorry. You didn't like the trailer? I feel like I need to see the movie. It okay. seemed corny to me. Um just be like I could here's the thing, I couldn't take it serious. Because of Kiki Palmer. I love Kiki Palmer, amazing Aww. actress. But she kind of like the mood was set, but she kind of like threw it off for me just a little bit. Mm. Just because, like, I don't know. Yeah. I love her yeah. though. I love this isn't uh, this isn't speaking to her craft or her as an actress or actor, sorry, I should say. This isn't speaking to that, but I just feel like when I see Kiki Palmer, like I think funny automatically, and so I wasn't <laughs> taking it. Like it, the comedy yeah. and the horror didn't mix quite well for me off the trailer. But I haven't seen the movie, so yeah. I'll you know I will preface it with that. I see so. what you mean. Interesting take on Kiki Palmer. Uh, I, Kiki Palmer, man, stay, one of the few actresses uh, that really, really stays in the bag constantly. Um, always, always in something. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I can see how she could throw off the mood in that, but no, I, I think it was. I think it's gonna be interesting. Maybe because I'm I'm more of a fantasy science science fiction type of nigga, mm-hmm. and this is kind of the realm that it's going to. I know Nope is an acronym for not of planet Earth, not of planet Earth. So it's oh, gonna be a lot. Of, so it's gonna be a lot of supernatural shit in the in the movie. I mean, a movie based off the trailer, I can tell. But yeah, like I haven't seen a movie to the trailer. I enjoyed it, but the movie could be terrible. Like no, I thought. <laughs> You know what I thought nope meant? Like, you know how, like, in horror movies, when black people see some shit and everybody's like, oh, let's go find out what it is, a black person be like, nope, and then get the fuck out. Uh, yeah, I, thought that nope I, think that's, I think it's a double meaning. Yeah. It probably is some shit like that. I don't know, but like, we're going to nope, make up some time shit. Time to get the fuck. Because even in the trailer, they're like, okay, let's run. Like, let's get the fuck out of here. Like, nope. Yeah. Like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But what we're going to come up with hella theories, just like we did with Get Out and fucking Us. Like, every, yeah. then, that nigga's movie gets super dissected. And a lot of shit probably don't even be making sense that people be dissecting that the director didn't even intend to happen. But y'all just be trying to make shit out of nothing just to fucking say something, just to have a quote unquote profound opinion. Yeah. But whatever. We're going to see the movie. I'm excited for it. All right. And then finally, in case you missed it, we're late, late with this. So I don't know what's going to happen, what's happened on Euphoria since. But I pray to God that. Well, first, let's 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 dissect. So (laughs) Euphoria, episode five. Um, 
This is um, kind of like the intervention episode for, oh, spoilers, 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 spoilers. Do not listen to the next maybe 10 minutes of this podcast because you're going to get spoiled mm-hmm. on something. Okay. But did I mention there's spoilers? All right. Okay, cool. <laughs> if you're still listening, this is your fucking fault. Roll the dice, bitch. Anyway, um, so this was kind of like the the intervention episode for Rue. Um her mom finds out that she, you know, has been doing the drugs because Elliot told Jules in the episode previous, and then Jules told her mama. And she had this big ass suitcase of drugs that she said she was gonna sell for this crazy lady. But this bitch is really just fucking doing the drugs. She's not gonna sell them. But her mama found out and her and Jules fucking flushed all that money down the toilet. Why the fuck would they do that? Like, just mm, take the drugs. Yeah. They flushed cool. them down the toilet and in this episode, we see a different side of Rue. Like you, you see the animalistic um, part that drugs can play that can turn what they can turn you into. She breaks down a door. She cusses at her mom, her sister, and then she fucking dips. So that was the main part of the episode, the first part A of the episode. And I will just say that was in day a reminder because, you know, Sydney Sweeney, love her. She's been getting a lot of love for Euphoria. But Zendaya was like, let me remind y'all motherfuckers whose show this is. And she acted her ass off, solidified her Emmy nomination right there with that episode. But then part B of the episode, um, it's kind of where Rue's story and um, Cassie's story kind of intertwine. She comes to the party um, that they're having for... It's some type of party, and they can tell that, like, Rue is, like, off the wagon. So they call the mom, and they're, like, trying to have, like, a mini intervention for them. And then Cassie, bitch, should have just kept her fucking mouth shut because Rue was, like, she said something. She's, like, I can't keep doing this. I can't do the sober shit. And Cassie's, like, you don't have to. Just take it one day at a time. And then mm-hmm. Rue dropped shut the, the bomb of the up. century. She dropped the bomb she said here let's react it let's react it you're cassie i'm Rue. you ready <laughs> all right you ready all right yeah. hey cass um i had a question for you yeah how long have you been fucking nate jacobs <laughs> she was like That's the funny part because she started laughing bro who the fuck started laughing bro like come on why do you start laughing if you if you accuse it of that? That's the number one go go to that you've done the shit, bro. I've been like, bitch, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, bro. She, uh, man, yeah, you. I would have hit her with what? I would have hit her with um. I would have hit her with the what um. Maddie say I would have hit her with the Maddie like I don't know if your brains all screwed up from all the fucking Molly you take, but I never did that. <laughs> I would have hit her with that. Man, that was wild. Uh. Yeah, this, that's why I said shut the fuck up. Because why would you say take it one day at a time to somebody that has like a like obviously have has been trying to take it one day or struggles to take it one day at a time? Like you saying that means nothing. It's like it's like saying fucking thoughts and prayers. Uh, when you it's like come on, bro. Like that's a nice gesture. You've said in some some decent. You said something nice, but it doesn't help me at all. And you know, Rue, she's already kind of she was already, at that point she was already unhinged because the drugs was gone, and then people that she got caught and shit. So she was just like, I'm ready to let let the smoke loose. She let the she let it fucking run. She she let the chopper sing on that shit. And, and Maddie's reaction is 
is I don't know everybody the season has been like building up to what's what Maddie is going to react like and obviously we still uh, today is the day that the episode comes out that we'll see the full reaction take place but obviously we've seen bit, a bit of it and it's become very viral just off that shit it's become very viral uh just just that whole scene of her uh cutting up with her Cassidy. nails all she that said, shit. she said she said when was this? <laughs> she was like, New Year. She was like, <laughs> Damn. You dumb fucking bitch. I'm going to fuck. And then she fucking, this is the part that got me in. In the episode before, she's yelling at Nate. She's like, I'm crazier than her. And then Maddie's in your face. And you know what this bitch does? She fucking runs the fucking way. And Maddie's like, Bitch, don't fucking run for me, you stupid bitch. Like, get the fuck back. They got like, to, yeah. Yeah, she's they like, got a mean for that. My ex boyfriend and you're crying. Man, I mean, Cassie, Cassie, Cassie. Poor, poor I, w- I don't want to say poor Cassie because at this point, she, she's, just in, she's just been kind of. I want in Maddie it. to dog walk her ass. I don't know what's going to happen, man. Maddie's a crazy one. She's been established as a crazy one. Cassie, man, like, you know, good luck. You know, you said you're crazier, so let's see what ass. you got. You know, you, you decided right. to you decided to play this game, and uh now you're gonna have it's to Super Bowl Sunday. Who's gonna win? Cassie or Maddie? I saw that shit, bro. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh it's gonna be interesting. What if Cassie beat Maddie ass? Like what if we see like some what if I'm we see like Cassie crazy? I'm gonna be so mad. But what if we see her really get crazy though? Then now what? I mean, a woman of her word, I give her that. I will say. But and everybody like, y'all gonna be happen. like, fuck. Yeah, it's probably not about to happen. It might might just be a, a just a conversation. You know, sometimes you you sometimes, you know, people are People don't care um, if they fuck your ex girls or ex like anybody. I you care. Don't and, it, and, it could, and it could be your friends. Ex is anybody. It could be your friends. It'd be like that. That's against the bro code, the girl code. Don't do that shit. I will beat your ass. I will beat your ass. Any it, of my it, previous it friends, on how close you were. Fuck with one of somebody I used to fuck with. If you want to, you're going to get full Maddie. I will beat your ass. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do it. Yeah, I mean, hey, it happens though. You already know. Yeah, but yeah, I'm excited to see the episode. Me too. Me too. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Is it time for prime time? It's time for prime time. Here we go, man. I feel like this season we've kind of had a mixture of prime time topics. I know we are. We obviously know our topics. You know, going forward as well. Uh, but this episode, you know, I've kind of circled in my head. Uh, since we started it because it's, it's something that's so so important um and it's so like prevalent in our community especially um that you know i feel like people obviously people have talked a lot about it but you know it's it's, it's important that we have a discussion on it and and you know kind of bring it bring a lot of the things that we found out and a lot of the things that we you know uh question a lot of the things that we you know, discuss about even even off air me and you or even to her family and friends and whatnot about this uh about this topic. Um and it's and it's really about the prison system. And uh the prison system uh disproportionately affects African Americans. Yeah. Uh then then well I'll, I'll say I don't want to say minorities because that kind of I feel like a lot of the time that just invalidates what I mean about African Americans like black people. Black people how yeah. we are affected disproportionately more in by the prison system than our white counterparts but even yeah. beyond that like obviously there's a big race issue but and with mass incarceration um but even beyond that it is a very very um 
I don't know. It's a very pressing issue. It's a very it's a very disregarded thing. Um, where prisoners are very disregarded set of people, um, and and this is just something that is very like prevalent in America. Uh, how bad uh, the prison system is um, here and even beyond. But like really, we're speaking it from an American perspective because you know that's where we where we are now. Um, yeah, it's just it's just so much to it and. Um, and I don't know, I just kind of wanted to open a conversation about it because it's just so many different ways to kind of like br- ways to talk about this because, yeah. you know, coming up like, um, you know, you're obviously taught like, you know, criminals do you like per- people do crimes and they become criminals and criminals have to be reprimanded, have to be disciplined. And then they have to kind of and they have to go through a disciplinary process. And that means going to jail. Even when we were young, like little kids, we knew just you get you go to jail, you get locked up behind bars blah 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 and whatnot and and that kind of psychologically you know obviously imprints in our head that this is like this is the only way to go if you do commit a crime but crime is very nuanced it's very it's so it's so much variety to crime and and as you get older you start to understand how that fits into our lives especially as black people i feel like Honestly, I'm gonna say I think every single black person that I know has at least one person in their family that's been locked up or yeah, I agree with that, or is locked up. Yeah. So to have that 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 everybody kind of goes through a situation, no matter how close the family members are, how close the friend is, wherever it is, is somebody close to your life that's also black, that's in jail or have had a a very very negative experience with with being a quote unquote criminal, um, and it's just it's just so. Uh, it's it's just so it's so important to bring up because it's just yeah. like so many things that we don't even we don't even notice that we're doing or do, we don't even notice that we're being a part of that that's mm-hmm. taking place behind the scenes that we that we just kind of accept as just the normal because that's what we were taught yeah. like this is just how it's supposed to be so yeah I just just wanted to bring that just open yeah. that up definitely yeah. it. I think the best way to go about this conversation is let's bring the facts to the table let's talk about what we found and then mm-hmm. we'll kind of like go off of that like with each fact that we talk about yeah all right right. so let's let's do that um i will say me and darren did different research i kind of researched on because the way that the system is set up is set up to it's not a rehabilitation system so likely people who are incarcerated are going to end up being incarcerated again Mm -hmm. and so what i focused on my research is um the rates that it takes for people who have formerly been incarcerated to get a job and to like have support afterward. And, um, Darren, what did you focus on? Uh, yeah. So like, I, obviously I'll give like a quick fact about the incarceration rates. This is something that just a quick fun, not fun fact, but fuck quick. Fact. Fuck I'm gonna call fact. it a fucked up fact. A quick <laughs> fact. Um, uh, the incarceration rates now have quadruple since the 1990s. Uh, now it's one in every 100 adults are locked up and that's um essentially two million prisoners in america that are locked up two million people in america that are prisoners that are locked up but yeah just just really things that um that kind of go into how you get into the prison system or like how you are convicted or how you are um um sentenced um so like mandatory minimums um a lot a lot to do with how like certain offenses um are you know you get a minimum sentence based off uh what you do no matter like how much is like it's really like how how important it is i'll say we'll say like especially like the war on drugs we'll go back in the 80s 
with the war on drugs we'll say i think a lot of a lot of laws and a lot of uh certain things were passed after that because we kind of as a nation were against certain certain practices that were going on in america and a lot of those practices were taking place by black people so like if you say like oh like we're against drugs and a lot of black people were you know in like on crack or like dealing with crack or whatever um or even just weed any drug at that point it was a war on it and those are such outdated laws and and, and, and principles that we've kind of taken till now and then people yeah. have been locked up for just having just being in possession, possession. too much weed of like too much certain yeah. drugs too much of certain drugs so you get mandatory minimums for that like i know weed is like 20 years in certain states um and that's so fucking crazy it. to me the weed's literally legal here. and that's you what can, i'm saying just imagine like if weed is legal here. if weed is legal and decriminalized in so many spaces especially if you're in a state and you were locked up before it was criminal or before it was decriminalized why are mm -hmm. you still locked up why mm -hmm. it's oh, legal. Yeah. It, it's, it's yeah and it's like now now we're living in such a different time that like it's making us like really really question like the pra the process that that went along or that went by to to, to actually increase or just to imprison certain like certain people based off like very low level crimes like yeah. a lot of the time when people are like selling drugs is for it's obviously for money like it's not to build like this grand empire to like really like distribute drugs across a lot of the time they're just using it like everybody is not yeah everybody is not trying to be franklin saint everybody yeah franklin is not saint walter yeah. white that's just not the case a lot of people just do it because they have no choice that's just kind of what their environment is the only way for them to make money is the only access and resources that they have and then to have something yeah. that's counterproductive from the war of drugs and something that spawned from the war of drugs is the crime bill and the crime bill is something that uh, i think went into legislation in 1994 um the clinton clinton administration well not the, it wasn't the, it was the clinton administration in 1994 clinton administration and the biden biden also had a big hand in that our current president um shout out to joe biden <laughs> uh but uh he signed the crime bill and, that's, and, that's, and and it's a and a lot of the crime bill is directly um linked to a lot of the you know arrests that have happened when it came to certain mm -hmm. drug possession and and stop and frisk and a lot of things that we've kind of that's kind of become so commonplace and targeted towards minorities, especially, especially black people. And it's, and it's yeah. really affected us in that sense. Yeah. And it's like, you talked about the point where it's like, you know, people are doing this to feed their families and ultimately you would want a society. All these politicians are like, Oh, we want a society where like minimum wage is a working wage and people don't have to like, worry for that but like i feel like a lot of the times people treat people who are incarcerated as like less than a citizen like they're still citizens as well the yeah. fact that only that you know formerly incarcerated people are incarcerated at a rate of 27 percent that's mm -hmm. fucking crazy like yeah. that's pretty big when pretty you look big. at the grand scheme of things and then how many of those people are black and are and you know are unemployed and then it's like there's no system set forth to help people get resumes or set them up with skills that are you know going to be beneficial for them in the workforce like i it, it's fucking ridiculous yeah. yeah and it's just and it's just like the racial disparities just grow from there it's yeah. just like like black people sent to prison for drug offense a lot of people think that we when i say people i mean like the general white 
public or the general right population that makes a lot of this legislation or like attributes to a lot of uh the crime or like or just like how we how we discipline crime um uh they think that black people commit worse crimes than white people in general like they think that we are a race that commits a lot of that commits certain level of crimes and white people don't but in actuality that's not the case like honestly it's the opposite like white people it was it was like it was actually study that white people commit more crimes than black or commit worse crimes more heinous crimes than black people um and then but you'll have it where, don't get locked up as much and you'll have it where bobby is black and he sold weed in jail for 20 years mm. but you got michael who's a white man and fucking decapitated someone and is in jail for seven years that the math is not yeah, and he and he can be bailed off, and the possibility of parole, all of that shit for that white guy. Mm-hmm. But the black person, you're in jail for twenty years, nigga. And bail is something. I uh, that's another thing about bail. It punishes poor people. Yes, because bail, like they you, especially for black people, they'll set an un uncanny number, like a number that is unreachable to get to get a bail to get bail from, just because they know that you can't come up with it, and that you're kind of you'll be stuck through this process before you get sentenced. And then once you get sentenced, it's probably going to go negative for you anyway, because you're black. Yeah. And it's just so fucked up for that. And it, and it just like it just makes you think like even then, like we're like for, for drug offenses, we're 10 times more likely than whites to get locked up for that. Like pe- the ju- the judicial system is less likely to listen to black people. They're most likely to be charged to like with we're, we're most likely to be charged with infractions with worse penalties as well. We have longer sentencing. We're less likely to have cases resolved. It, like the list goes on. Bro, and I don't know if y'all if, if y'all watch crazy Ghosts Power Book Two, but the season finale, another spoiler, sorry. Um Fuck y'all. basically y'all Tariq had you know, Tariq is the son, he's the main character. He had been um doing this, he started like a crime or not a crime, but a drug organization up at his school, had a white best friend, his white hand man. And this nigga was about to go to jail for this shit. His white friend literally walked into the court and was like, It was all me, case thrown out. Mm-mm, this nigga like because he because he knew because he knew that if the white if he's white and he knows that he has infinitely more privilege than than Tariq does so he knew like as his man's if he took the took the crime he can get bailed out and and have to do he probably end up doing fucking 100 hours of community service for all the shit that he did versus Tariq will be under the jail for all the shit that he did so it's that's a perfect example honestly and it's just like it just shows that is such a racial divide in that and 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 yeah and it's crazy but um what else i also did i also did some research on prison labor mm. and that's something that um uh, i feel like the shit that goes on in prison obviously like you know when somebody gets sentenced they're in prison and you just think that they're, they're that they're behind bars uh no like most of the time they're working and they're working like for pennies on a dollar, like for scraps, like the average wage is sixty three cents per hour, and in states uh like Georgia, Texas, Arkansas, and Alabama, those four states, um, it's free, like they don't they don't pay them at all, like oh, you don't get paid a wage at all, um, because honestly, what I just found out, and it's gonna shock you that the shit's in the Constitution, it's written in the Constitution, in the Thirteenth Amendment. I'm not it shocked says, by like, that. Slavery. I'm gonna be completely well, honest. I'm it, not shocked. <laughs> 
Well, I was I was shocked, but yeah, I do agree with you that this isn't really surprising. I was just like, oh, it's yeah. in the Constitution, in the Thirteenth Amendment. It's like obviously says like slavery can't take place anymore, except if you commit a crime. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these prison systems use that as like, oh, these are criminals. They're in the jail system system already. We can have them do X, Y, and Z, and they do a lot of labor. Like I know in like the in certain shows, you see them making fucking license plates and shit like that. They don't just do that, and it, or you see them like fucking hitting coal with their axes and whatnot. But no, that's not the case. Like they do a lot of they do various jobs. They do a lot of like kitchen work, laundry. They do janitorial duties. Like they do a lot of that. That like especially in a prison, it's a lot of nasty shit that goes on in the prison. They have to kind of clean all that shit up. And for hours and hours and hours, and they and they get paid for they get paid so little for it. Um, yeah. And since it's already written in the Constitution, you don't really have to. You can kind of treat them like slaves. Um, and it's actually insane, bro. Like it's, it's I don't know. You say you and weren't surprised. It, that's why it's important to like look at the companies that you are supporting. Look at the schools and institutions that you're supporting and their divestments toward private prisons because a lot of them have a hand in that like that shirt that you got from h&m might have been made by a prisoner who got 63 cents for making that shirt mm-hmm. you know it's really and, and i'm not saying that that's what it is i just you know i just made like i'm just making an example here but you know it's really important to like look who you who you're supporting and like mm-hmm. those divestments that they're making so yeah yeah no yeah facts and you know it was actually fucked up another fucked up fact <laughs> I, gonna have some I don't know up. how much of the second take with with prison labor um it's actually um since they get paid so little sometimes like like wardens of the prison system like in order to give them more money they subject them to like some crazy crazy shit so one thing that i heard that they they do for prisoners is they do a prison rodeo and what that is what? is that they have uh, a tape what they do is go inside of a bullpen they have a table and the prisoners four prisoners play poker while a raging bull is surrounding them ready to pick who they're gonna attack and they have to play poker like scare shitless obviously and whichever because it's a bull it's a wild animal it's just gonna pick whoever it sees and wants to attack it runs and it attacks them and they can get hundreds of dollars for that but at what cost and it just shows like how nasty this is it's like it's game it's all a game and I feel like I need a shirt for that. I feel like I said it's all a game at least eighty times in this podcast, but it's all a game, bro. Like it's this is this is just some shit, and it's, it's just fucked up. How like we tr- like I don't when I say we, I don't mean me and you or a lot of people that we know. I just talking about we as in just the the outside the um and even then me saying the outside world like as society even saying that like there are they are a part of society like even saying that we are a society outside of that is counterproductive, but. It's just the way we kind of see them as the other. Like y'all, y'all did the crime, so now y'all have to do the time. And obviously, certain crimes need some certain people need to be out of jail. A lot of people need to face that and whatever. But like you said earlier, this is not a rehabilitation system. This just seems like cruelty for the sake of cruelty, just to just to punish people for something that has a lot of nuance to it. a lot of the, uh, like any criminal activity. There's a reason behind it. And it could be against like, from mental health to financial health to physical health. There's yeah. a lot of reasons why people do certain crimes, and it's just nasty what goes on in these prisons themselves. And I feel like the U.S. is the leader of this type of 
cruelty right. system. Because when you look at other countries, like compare the the prison rates, the incarceration rates of the U.S. and Sweden, mm. and the crime rate. Yeah, you want to know yeah. why? It's because they rehabilitate them in Sweden to right. not want to go back. Like what? But it's yeah. just because in the U.S. I don't know. Capitalism is a disease. They see these prisoners as, and I shouldn't even say prisoners. Prisoners are people. They see people as money. The fact that they budget how many prisons they need to build with how many students pass or fail on these bitch-ass standardized tests as if a standardized test is a measure of any type of you know, intellect or um, education um they base those like the meep test they, that's what they did in michigan um i don't know what they do but you know all states have their standardized tests and they base those scores of how many prisons they need to build mm-hmm. like this is just sick like yeah. it's a numbers and money game and yeah, you know what they say the love of money is the root to all evil all evil and like i say these prisons make so much money like off that labor and and the pri- like the privatization of prisons too like you have less regulations for like the a lot of these private prisons that a lot of these people go to because it's not government regulated you you can do more you can subject your prisoners to more like just uh, some more bullshit just more just more shit that that's uh, completely unnecessary that doesn't really improve society because you're not rehabilitating them you're not you're not taking really? people who obviously have troubles and changing or changing how they view the world. And you're, it's just, it's just basically giving a ne- such a negative view of prisons. And I guess in, in a, in a very fucked up way, I guess that's what they kind of want, want for everybody on the outside to see like, Oh yeah, we treat these people like shit. So don't do any crimes. But like but I said, crime not- is so is so, and the system is so already backwards that you can do stuff that's not necessarily considered a heinous crime and then get such a large sentence for it. And us being black people, we just need to be, we need to always keep our head on the swivel because it can be yeah. any point that we do some shit. I've done illegal shit. I feel like I, I've, I've definitely done even just even, You don't even have to do anything. Just being at the wrong place at the wrong the time. The wrong time, bro. Yes. And then you can get in trouble for that and get caught up in that and just being black walking and somebody who was black robbed a place and they see you that you black and now they on your ass and now they're going to tell you and put you through the whole system and now you in jail for something that you really did do. We see how many, now, how many documentaries do we see about I have an example about that, too, from last night, actually. Um, so <laughs> uh, I knew I was going to – I said I was going to take the story to the grave, but I need to tell it to, Fuck you it. know, wow, not to right. make my point here. Um, so I was at this club waiting in line. I was in, I think, maybe Inglewood, right? Um, I don't know. was waiting in line. Niggas started shooting, I think. So everybody's like running and running, but then everybody stops running. They're like, wait, 12 is right there. We don't need to run. It's cool. Um, mm-hmm. My ass, I don't give a fuck. A bullet don't have a name. I'm going to run and duck. And right, fuck right. But once the case was cool, we were all clearing out. And the cops say, get out of here. Make sure you guys clear out. You don't want to get arrested, right? And I'm like, how are you arresting people for just being in public? You can't arrest somebody for, like, what if somebody was just walking down the street and just happened to, like, be in the crowd? You're just going to start arresting people for no fucking yeah. reason? That's fucked like up. that doesn't even make any sense. So, yeah, yeah, that's just fucked up. Yeah, you just can't do that. And and us as black people, like talking about just saying twelve is here, makes us more scared. I need to let Literally. you know, like it don't, it don't, it don't, it don't help that you when you say the police are near. Like that's just how we live. Like we we don't see the police as somebody that's here to help. 
like if you've seen like we've we've been through so much and we can go on and on. So we could take a, we could spend the whole series talking about this. We can make the whole podcast talking about this of how much oh, shit a prison that, reform that podcast goes that goes on, like the shit that goes on just beyond the prison, just with black people. And the pri- and the prison system is just just that is just that structure that's that's built to discipline us, just like how slavery uh, just to get, how slavery got labor from us and disciplined us where it literally gave us trauma, like generational trauma from it. And then it's still going on and just in a different mask. And it's just so fucked up. And, and just like, and that's just, and that's just inside the prisons after the prisons, like talk about the prisoners that get exonerated. What is the reentry? Like, and and obviously you did your research on like employment for people like coming, like, like as soon as you're out of prison, what, like, what the hell is it like for these prisoners? Like once they leave, once they get out of prison, like, yeah, and I actually did research too, and it's only so basically most people who are released have little to no support or any earnings to support themselves. And in fact, in the first full calendar year after their release, only fifty-five percent of formerly incarcerated people um, reported any earnings. So that's only a little bit over half of the people that have been released have anything to support themselves. They're just out here. And then they can't go back to family or their their family can't support them. So shit is crazy. And it also, too, it depends on like where like where you live, because the difference in rates and incarceration can um, it can vary by a factor of 30 between zip codes that are walking Mm. distances from each other. So we're talking if you're from Michigan, Detroit to Bloomfield Hills, like if you go down Woodward, you know, when it like changes from Royal Oak to like just a difference in those zip codes can depend on if you are incarcerated or not mm. and the rates. So it's like, it's so much, it's ingrained in the system. It's just, it's all the shit is systemic, bro. And it's just like, it just seems like every aspect of the life for either if you're a free man or a rich man, a poor man, a lot like jailed man, like you have systems put in place to make sure you fail. Like we're literally set up to fail. And this is just one of the biggest examples about how people are set up to fail after prison. Like the the reentry, like how prisoners are supposed to get reacclimated to the to the world is just so fucked up. Like like sometimes you, like people can you can be pardoned for certain things or you can be like um set free from like from jail for like, you know, obviously weed offenses. You know, a lot of people have been freed uh in the recent years, uh recent years because of, you know, past weed of uh infractions but now since you know weed is decriminalized in a lot of areas it makes sense to free them but like they kind of give them less than when they took them in like they'd be like you kind of need to help you need to you you have to put them in a position to make to 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 thrive in society like it's supposed to be a like a reintroduction to society this is what prison in its heart was supposed to be but obviously it's not the case like it's you, you put through and then you're just like you, you just kicked off it's just like all right you're in prison you're still a criminal in my eyes so i'm kicking yeah. you to the side i'm leaving you with with scraps and you need to figure out how to get a job um and and actually be a contributing member of society while also being a uh, while also being a former prisoner um yeah. and it's, it's just fucked up and it just parole like the whole parole thing too also fucks fucks with me too because it's just like you're in parole I found out that two thirds of parolees go back to prison, not for another crime, yeah. but, for, but for a parole violation. That's the reason they get locked up again, is because they're violating parole. And an example that I, I found was 
um say like you have to you have to meet your parole officer at a certain time every day and say you got a job from nine to four thirty, and you have to meet your parole officer at four a lot of the time parole officers aren't trying to be flexible with you because they don't see you as a human really they don't see you as an actual person they see you as somebody that's a burden like a, a, a criminal that's either somewhat reformed or somewhat uh that that's uh that didn't do a crime that's that's punishable by like extreme sentencing obviously so they're they're free now and they just see him as just other like i said before so they'd be like i'm not about to change my time if you get off work at 4 30 i tell you the parole time is four you're not here at four i'm writing you up it's like but i'm gonna lose my job and then why do you even take that job to be that type of fucking person like why are we hiring these shitty ass fucking parole officers like what what the fuck oh my god yeah man that it goes it's all it's so systemic like even the yeah. way the fact that they're trained to be like that like that that goes to show you it's enrooted that to see uh someone who has been incarcerated as less than like what the yeah, fuck kind it's of just like, it's that? so nasty and some of these parole programs you have to pay for like the prisoner has to fund find the money for to get in these programs like just imagine like you don't have no money and then niggas sell drugs to make money to go to the parole <laughs> See. And now they're criminals again because they had to they had to find a way to make money so they can actually go to parole so they don't go and je- go to jail again. Now now we're in a vicious vicious cycle. Nastiness. This is fucking nasty. Yeah. Well, for sake of time, I hate to say it, we do have to move on to yeah, our we, like I said, we can make a whole podcast on yeah. this shit, but yeah, we let's move on. All right. So our encore topic is a little more lighthearted. A little we're keeping with the prison theme. So basically, um, how do the prisoners get different shit into the prison? I've always been intrigued by that because there's like, you know, there's different like different communities on TikTok. Right. And I've recently discovered prison talk and it's prisoners on TikTok, like doing the little trends and stuff. And I'm like, how how are you doing this and not getting caught? Where did you get this phone? Like, huh? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we we look at that, and you know, maybe that's that in itself is also problematic. The fact that we, yeah, you know, the fact that we look like we look at them as like, you, why do you have a phone? <laughs> why mean, are you? I, why are you? Here's what I think. Why are you? I, 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 I feel like that's 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 what I was gonna bring to the table. I don't think that it's like bad for them to have a phone. Like they should be able to have something to stimulate them and i you know mm-hmm. i understand there's different reasons why like, maybe like yeah that exactly because you mm-hmm. probably don't want somebody you know contacting somebody and like putting a hit out like there's different reasons but i feel like they deserve something to stimulate themselves my thing is as it stands right now i'm just like how y'all get that in there how like oh, man. that's exactly. kind of like how did you do that <laughs> exactly you know yeah. i always be thinking that shit. i'll be like how did you like how did you because it'd be certain shit you'd be like 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 you said, the phones and shit, and niggas be like, like you said, the prison talk, like dancing and shit. Y'all have whole TikTok accounts, like where y'all just like over here, like vibing and shit. Y'all y'all be knowing what's going on. Y'all tapped in, like, and it's just so funny. I remember it was like a few like viral videos of people just bringing bringing certain things that they wanted in. Like they, I saw somebody in there with a dog. I'm like, you got a whole dog in here? What the yep. fuck? Hey, that's How what I'm saying. You, you can bring dogs. You can go here and 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 just you can bring any type, like any service or like any animal, not service animals, but any like for animal that you just like that you obviously have a certain connection with. Like if you got a dog or a cat or something, but 
um yeah i just i've always been like yo what the fuck like this shit is like so funny it's, it shouldn't be funny but it's just so funny when you see like niggas that's in prison because usually the niggas in prison they just be like obviously they just it looks it feels good because they just feel so happy to to just be doing normal shit and then when they're doing that shit we're just like okay like this is this is them getting lit like they people also get lit in prison and it gives a little bit of a lighthearted tone to obviously all the shit that we've just talked about for the last 30 yeah. minutes with prison that you can see that there, that certain prisoners can um can make light or have fun inside of something like prison like yeah and it's i don't know it's, it's a nice thing to see um obviously through you got commentary and shit and people can buy things through there but yeah i guess we'll yeah I guess it's one of those things you're just like guess we'll never know fully how i uh, hope that they continue to get stuff in there yeah yeah no no bring bring people like let let the prisoners let have them something. have a couch i they should get a nice tempurpedic like come on you don't nice you know you can't rehabilitate you can't rehabilitate sleeping on a cardboard you can't do that that would make yeah let them let them have some weed like bring in some crud they should be able to oh, have some fun. crud you yeah. gotta be careful with that you don't want you know fires and stuff some but. liquor yeah some coke some molly um, okay maybe i'm going too far yeah okay all right let's let's it's time for a game it's time for a game you all love and know well it's time for slap or trash so basically for y'all who um don't know what the game is or you know need a refresher because we haven't played this in a while this is you know the game of the podcast we talk about different experiences and we'll bring them up We'll be like, hey, slap or trash. So, for example, I could be like the color red. I'm going to say that the color red is slap because that's my favorite color. But Darren might say it's trash because, you know, that's not his favorite color. It represents but, the devil. Right. Oh, come on now. But all right. All right. All right. All right. So <laughs> slap or trash rallies. Rallies. I'm going to say that rallies or trash. Yeah, oh, the, the restaurant. Because I, I was about to ask you, you mean like turn up rat like a like an actual? Oh, pep oh yeah. I guess. <laughs> no, no, yeah. yeah. So the restaurant checkers slapper trout. I'm gonna say it's slap. They have the best fast food fries from anyone. Mm -hmm. I don't care who it is. They have the best. Okay. And I fucks with their chicken sandwich. Their hamburgers. I really don't. I only eat hamburgers from a few places. So that's maybe like Five Guys or, you know, Wendy's or Burger King, but not eating a Rally's burger. But fuck with their fries. I'm going to say slap. Okay. Um, I'm going to say slap, too, because I think Checkers is definitely like because it was a time where like I when I was younger, I, I ate a good amount of fast food and Checkers was always like up there for me. Like the fries are definitely good. And I remember they had like they have some great limited edition stuff sometimes. Like I don't really be fucking with the main menu as much. But like they've had they had this one like Texas toast burger, like two sandwiches yes. like toast burgers, and it was like a bacon like shit in there. It was um man. So fucking good. God, I missed that shit. See, we, we sound like some oh, I can't even say that actually. No. I'm very hungry. I haven't even had anything that you can't yet. say that. I, I have literally Sunday ordered five guys and I'm it's staring at me. I'm after this pod fuck I yeah know. i am i just know it yeah <laughs> all oh right God. slapper trash mm, watching the super bowl but not knowing football <laughs> mm, i'm gonna say i'm gonna say uh uh i mean i've kind of known football <laughs> kind of my whole life but it's but i can see how it'd be a slap experience 
without but without knowing football because like every time like a super bowl would happen um and i watch it with family like my mom and my sister you know they might not know what's going on but they fuck with the commercials <laughs> <laughs> it's all it was always with the super bowl it's always like they're gonna have the brand new commercial now we see the commercials low-key beforehand because the internet and shit but but now like it still kind of like becomes a, a moment like the super bowl has really done a good job making it a moment for different types of people it ain't just like the football lovers like now you got you making a halftime performance everybody loves music from an artist that like a lot of at least a lot of people like might not be everybody but a lot of people like um in the commercials so i'll say it's a slap experience yeah i am gonna say slap as well i don't know football i don't look at me you guys know me i don't know that shit I barely know basketball, but yeah. And also the Super Bowl is not for the football aspect of it. I mean, I guess, yes, but like, <laughs> yeah, the whole it vibe, is. It's you the watch it for the performance, you watch it for, um, for the commercials, you kind of watch for the game. I mean, but you know, you figure out which team everybody kind of can, everybody kind of like makes a consensus on who's going to win um, and who would be an upset. You get the Jersey for them. And then it's also an excuse to have a party and see people that you care about and have a good time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can watch the Super Bowl without knowing anything about football. Slap, 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 slap. Okay. All right. Slap or trash. Choose wisely on this one, motherfucker. Cause I'm going to get you. Slap or trash buying Ivy Park. I'm gonna say slap. I feel like it's Queen B. It's hell of expensive, but I'm willing to spend that dime on her. So slap. Yes. Mm. Beehive activate. Listen to it. Watch his response closely. I don't even oh, gotta man. do that. See, bro, he's he's like fucking commanding an army to fucking attack me ASAP. <laughs> That's fucking crazy, man. Is he used Just to do that with the barbs, say, by the way? Hey, Just watch what you say and you'll be fine. <laughs> but um he also did that shit with them too. But um anyway, what was I about to say? Um ooh, I want to say I'm neutral on this because I don't I don't want to say it's trash because like I think the it I think she has some good looking pieces for sure. She Ivy Park has become like a really big thing, a really popular thing, and I think she has like a good vision. I think I've always thought Beyonce has had a good vision when it came to really anything. Um and it's just another aspect of that. But I can't necessarily say slap because it doesn't. I'm not gonna. I don't think I'm ever gonna buy anything from Ivy Park. Like I don't think I'm personally gonna buy anything from Ivy Park. Maybe I'll get Ivy Park from for friends or uh, a special special someone. Maybe one day. Um. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh. Yeah. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say. I'm neutral with that. Very neutral. <laughs> Ooh, tomato. 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 Don't kill me, Beehive. Right. Um, anyway, do one more. Do one more. Cause all right, one more, one more. Um, slapper trash, silent party. I'm gonna say fucking trash. I've never been into that silent party shit where you put like your headphones in, like everybody has headphones in, and that y'all all listening to the same song, but y'all like, it's no music going on. Just imagine like an empty room and you see just like eighty people with headphones in, just like, just like dancing, like next to each other i just I, I always thought that was the weirdest shit in the world to me like i've never been a fan of that and i never really wanted to do that i mean i might try it one time maybe it might be just have to try it and you'll enjoy it but based off what i've seen and what i what i've heard and how it looks um trash looks fucking trash i'm gonna say slab that sounds like dope as fuck like that's like 
when I first heard of silent parties, I was like, this is the most hippie shit I've ever fucking seen. And I love it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Especially too, like there's different ones where like, if you look at the color of someone's headphones, you can tell if they're listening to the same song. So you can like go and mingle with them. Mm-hmm. I would say the only downside is you probably can't hear them talking because it's like you have music mm-hmm. blaring. But, like, if you have your phone, you can, like, send them a text, like, get the number and stuff. Like, I think mm-hmm. that that is slap. And I would love to go to one. I've never been to one. But I feel like that would be a really good time. Yes, slap. Okay. All right. You know, hey, not not mad at it. But, yeah, like I said, maybe I have to experience it. But, okay. <laughs> last call. We're here now. So, yes. last call. Keeping up with the prison theme, obviously, you know. We gave, we gave you the deep shit. We gave you the funny shit. Um, now it's more on to even more funny shit. Uh, so, <laughs> last call. <laughs> and this is something that I feel like we've all kind of thought about, maybe. And, you know, maybe you can you can even say, what would your friends think? But uh, more about what you would think. Mm-hmm. What would you think you would be in jail, would you go to jail for? Like, like so of all me, things, what do you think you'd be going to jail for? I would definitely be going to jail for protesting, for sure. Mm. I would be the one where it's like they're like leave and I'm like nah fuck that we're peacefully protesting if you're gonna remove me go ahead and remove me and that would get me locked up Mm. but you know I have a membership with the NAACP and they would bail me out so it'd be fine but yeah Mm. oh yeah remember you still black huh still black brother I'm still black but They'll bail me out. The NAA, look, if you're a protester, I'm looking directly into the camera. If you protest and you are in, ever in a situation that you might get arrested via it be a sit-in or whatever you're doing, make sure you have a membership with the NAACP. They will get you and bail you out, and they will have your back. And I think they also have legal services as well. I'm not too sure on that one, but they will get you bailed out. So, yeah. Okay. But, yeah, that's what I'd be arrested for, protesting, you know. You already know. That's, that's very noble of you, man. Um, I wish I could say the same thing about myself, but um, if <laughs> I were arrested, uh, it for sure be hey, I think the statue of limitation. I don't know. Uh, it'd be for stealing. Um, I used to be oh, a serial Oh my goodness! Stealer. Uh, this nigga's a thief. No, no, not no. I don't steal from people. I don't steal from people. I steal from these fucking corporations. Okay. Um, okay, I used bad. to. I used to. Uh, oof, man, I used to run it up in Meyer. I feel like all y'all did run it up in Meyer and Kroger and all that shit. I've also that's why I stole from Party City. I feel like that um, was a slapper trash last season, like stealing, stealing from Myers. Stealing from <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it was. Yeah, but I for sure would probably yep. Um go to jail for that. If you know, I feel like I, it wouldn't be jail for that. It depends on how much I steal. I could have gotten into a real bad habit and just like been a uh just a thief like just everywhere. Frequent, yeah. Frequent thief um everywhere just fucking grabbing and snatching putting in pockets and running away and shit but yeah that's definitely a thousand percent what i would be uh arrested and ultimately go to jail for <laughs> <laughs> hey i'm be honest <laughs> i'm glad you like you know specified because yeah. he said yeah, I, would no, no, no. I don't see i'm not stealing. gonna steal no 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 don't don't be scared to have me around don't think i'm just like one of the, one of the cousins that i know all y'all got that you can't bring them around <laughs> anywhere because they're gonna steal something. They're gonna steal something very valuable. You, if you have something Are that's you yours, that you value, I'm yeah. I don't steal none of that. It's only from these businesses that have insurance that will get all that shit re-upped quick, like a fucking Meyer in a Walmart. Like 
They're multi-million dollar companies. I can steal some fucking Hennessy. Yeah. Yeah. All right, y'all. We're at the end of the episode. This was great. This was a very good conversation. Great talk. Um, Yeah, it was a really great talk. Um, Yeah, I would just implore everybody to stay educated, stay up on the system that you are a part of because you may be getting oppressed by it. You don't even know. So stay up, Mm -hmm. stay acknowledged up and educated and you know spread awareness for it um next yeah. week we have a special episode and it's going to be dedicated specifically to black history we've got two special guests coming well it might be one we're trying to confirm we'll see. You, you'll see once y'all see the episode but yeah we have some special guests for our special episode um special black history episode it'll be all good and you know yeah um and in the meantime catch up on all the other episodes if you've missed them and then follow us on instagram and twitter at the experience underscore pod and subscribe to our youtube channel and then you can follow me on instagram at j underscore gooden 98 and where can they find you uh you can find me on all platforms at ned saturn as n-e-d-s-a-t-u-r-n yes so thanks for listening this week and we'll see y'all next week i'm about to go dig into this motherfucking five guys okay <laughs> <laughs> all right y'all y'all take it easy peace